Let's talk about the book Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance. Uh, if you've been watching these videos, the thrift store book hauls, you'll, uh, you'll know I got this not too long ago. And uh, actually, I just had a recent conversation with a friend and this book came up and he's like, you have to read it, Rich. You have to read it. Uh, so, I, so I did. I'll read the back cover here. So it uh, probably explains it better, <laughs> better than what I can do. Hillbilly Elegy is a passionate and personal analysis of a culture in crisis, that of poor white Americans. The disintegration of this group, a process that has been slowly occurring now for more than 40 years, has been reported with growing frequency and alarm, but it has never been before written as searingly from the inside. In Hillbilly Elegy, J.D. Vance tells the true story of what social, regional, and class decline feels like when you're born with it hanging around your neck. Uh, so this, it was a pretty quick read. Um, very good book. So J.D. Vance, it's like his life and his family growing up in Middleton, Ohio, but they're from the hills of Eastern Kentucky. And um, a great book also to read to check out is Colin Woodard's American Nations. So in this book, he looks at like emigration patterns throughout American history and where people are coming from and how there's essentially like, uh, it's, it's like either seven or nine, I think it's nine different like nations within one nation of the United States. And so uh, the people that came over and settled the Appalachia area were from Scotland and Ireland. And there's a big like fighting culture and independence and just like uh, just kind of do it ourselves type of attitude. So so he's talking about how that culture uh, within families and and industry, how, how that all plays out. And he'll discuss, he discusses like classism in here and his immediate family where his mother, he's living with like five different dads and she has an addiction problem and he spends a lot of time with his grandmother. And there's just like all this bouncing around and lack of support, lack of stability in the family and how that affects someone growing up and how that affects people in their lives and the decisions that they make. Um, so then he, he goes through high school and then he joins the Marines, serves the Marines for four years. Then he goes to Ohio State University and he uh, applied a lot of the discipline that he learned in the Marines in uh, university. And then he goes to law school at Yale and he talks about the class differences and how there's no one like him at Yale or in the Ivy League up there in the like upper Northeast, right? And and so the whole book is about kind of learning and experiencing these these cultural differences and the effects of regional culture and family history uh, and how it all plays out and uh, how I relate to it. I can't really relate to his family situation. So my family situation is the opposite. Like I have like the best parents and my family is super, super close. Uh, but I grew up on a farm in rural Wisconsin and I now live in Chicago. And I came to Chicago when I was 18. And so much of what he says in the book, I have experienced this. There's like this, 
So we grew up like when I was young, we were broke. We were broke country folk. And uh, and so that that inspired me because in school and, and your family tell you about the American dream. Country folk believe in the American dream. It's like it it's a part of us. And this 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 belief that if we work hard, we can we can accomplish great things just like anybody else. So in like third grade, we had these uh, assignments where it's like a grid and then they give you like this key for like coloring. It'd be like half yellow and half red. And then it turns into like Abraham Lincoln, you know? And I remember doing like Abraham Lincoln, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And it's like, these guys are so inspiring and they came from like nothing. I can do it too. And so you learn about the American dream and you know we were like broke country folks so i didn't necessarily want to be a farmer at that time and i went to i i jumped it, it kind of seems crazy now and <laughs> if you really think about it uh, my cousin will bring it up a lot he's like yeah you went from just living on the farm to to you just i'm gonna go to chicago so i live in chicago and I went to school at DePaul University, and my, my first day, I, re, I vividly remember this in class. Um, there were so many like class differences that I was not aware of. Like we were, I didn't know that there were like these levels of the middle class, and I realized we were low middle class. We weren't low class, but we were like low middle class, and there's differences within the class. I remember saying, uh, you know, on the first day of school, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, did you grow up on a farm? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. And everyone's like, oh, that's so cool, that's so cool. And I'm like, what? What? When did, I didn't know that was cool. So among everybody else, I'm known as like the guy from the country. So then, so then, you know, you're trying to fit into college and find your identity. All of a sudden, I start wearing cowboy hats and flannel, and I'm, I've never wore that before. I'm playing country music in the dorms, and it's like, it's, so you kind of take this, this kind of idea on, but there's no one, even to this day, there's like no country folk in, in Chicago, or there's, there's very few. So there's kind of like this isolating experience because, um, and he talks about it in here, where you're like, your lifestyle is changing, but who you are is still the same. So while I, I live in the city, I'm still country. I consider myself country. Um, it's like two city for the country and two country for the city. Uh, there's always that feeling, but, and there's, it seems like society pressures you to pick one or the other. You gotta be country or city or urban or rural. But I love them both equally, and I've learned so much from each, and I love the values of each one that I apply both of them. Like, why not? I don't need anybody else to tell me. And that's what you learn. There's a, another aspect of this. Like, suburban folk don't understand country folk. And so while I'm in the city, it's assumed that because I'm white, I'm from the suburbs if I live in the city. Because there's, like, no country folk in the city. Um, but that's where you're wrong. And there's, there's definitely some differences between people that grew up in the suburbs and then what I see in myself from the country. You can't take the country out of the, out of the boy. Um, 
And he talks a lot about the issues of like, how do you, you know, it's not just like jobs. Oh, here's some jobs. Now everything will be okay. It's not like that. It's like, there's so much more involved with it. And it, it starts at a very ground level as an individual with your support system and the people around you and the examples that you have. Um, I think it's a really good read for anybody that wants to learn more. We have a lot of issues facing us as Americans and we need to take a wider perspective, take a wider lens of what's going on. And we often discuss um, urban poverty, but we don't talk about rural poverty either. And um, it's really, really important to reach out to these people and, and groups of individuals and make sure that they have a chance at the American dream as well. So uh, I really enjoyed this book. Uh, I flew through it and I, I, I related to it quite a bit. So great read for anybody who wants a little bit different perspective of, of the U.S.